Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Emily Clark. She's uh, an Alexander teacher of over 10 years' experience, and she lives and works in Portland, Oregon. She works with a wide variety of students, but she specializes in working with horseback riders, uh, and she, she helps them relieve pain, ease the effects of head injuries, and to improve their posture. And we're going to talk today generally about how the technique can be useful for, for riders. Uh, Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks, Robert. Well, it's great to be here. It's good to talk to you. Um, could you begin by giving our listeners just a very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Sure. Um, the way I describe it to potential students is um, Alexander Technique is a specialized educational program that relieves pain and stiffness by preventing the fight-or-flight reaction. Mm -hmm. And it also uses the mind-body connection to create ease and balance in someone's body without massage adjustments or exercises. Okay. And um, people, uh, when, when riders come to you for lessons, what is it that they are typically uh, interested in? What, what do they want help with? Well, typically... Riders have a variety of past injuries from broken bones, from falls, head injuries. Um, and, of course, they want to improve their riding. But what really gets them in the door is pain that prevents that. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I worked with a lady last winter who... Um, was going to come to a workshop that I gave, but she wasn't able to because the hour ride in the car was just too painful for her. Mm -hmm. um, and so we ended up uh, speaking and she started coming for lessons and she had not been able to ride her horse for about six months. Mm -hmm. And so she really wanted to be able to do that again but the pain was just too bad. Um, but after one lesson, she was able to get back in the saddle again. Mm -hmm. And how do you explain that quick change? What is the what is teach what are what does an Alexander technique lesson do that can bring about such a quick change in in pain level? Well, it really helps a person release built-up habits of muscle tension that have been preventing their posture from working with the horse rather than against the horse. Mm -hmm. I find that um, riders are very aware of their posture, but they've always been taught, mo uh, many of them have been taught um kind of very rigid posture. So just to be able to peel off a little of that has a great effect on their riding, and it can happen really fast. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's true in other fields as well. It, mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, people with migraine headaches or neck pain uh, often find that that there's a pretty dramatic there are pretty dramatic changes early on in lessons. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess also if someone has an injury, and I guess t- a lot of it is head injuries or injuries to their back if they fall on their back a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yes. Um, the injury itself uh, can affect their their the way they stand and move, right? The, their For sure. And they they tend to people tend to build up a a kind of a protective layer around that injury, which could be useful for a few days, but is not generally going to be helpful longer term, right? And, and absolutely, and, and, and the technique. I mean, my my own experience of horseback mm-hmm. riding a long time ago was pretty limited. It was mostly Western uh, trail riding, but mm-hmm. at a camp situation. Um, but I, I definitely saw people getting thrown off horses and fortunately nothing super serious, but, and I had a few tumbles myself and I could imagine that under a certain set of circumstances, it could be pretty serious. Yes. So, um, um yeah. and in terms of the, uh, head injuries, um, riders don't, a lot of times do not realize that they've had a serious head injury just mm-hmm. because sometimes it's not treated because they weren't, they didn't lose consciousness. So they didn't even go to the doctor. Right. right. And often um, what is prescribed is just kind of a watch and wait sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, before I work with them, I'm always asking, have you had any kind of head injury? And a lot of them just say no, but then later I'll find that they fell off and broke their back. So if they broke their back with such a force from falling off the horse, they've also had a head injury as well, even if they didn't hit their head. Right, right. And uh, when someone, a horseback rider or, or anyone else for that matter, comes to you for a lesson, what is it that they can expect to happen, let's say, in the first lesson? What, what, what's the process? Well, the process is um, pretty much a four-stage process. And the first, um, the first thing is to talk with them for, you know, say, 45 minutes. And I ask them a lot of questions just to make sure that, to find out what the issues are that they're dealing with and their expectations and also to let them know I can um, help them. Um, And it really um, makes sense to talk about these things before we even start a series of lessons. And then the next step would be to do an assessment, which is, you know, a little bit different than the interview, but just to find out where they are and what they want to get out of a series of lessons, because I might want them to get one thing, but they might have something else in mind. So it's always good to sort of set those intentions at the beginning, I find. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we decide on a series of lessons for them. Typically, a minimum of six up to, say, 12 lessons. Mm-hmm. 
And then after they've completed that series, we look at how they're doing and how to maintain the changes that they've made so far by um, having occasional lessons, say, every two weeks or every month for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what the process is. And to get back to that second st- stage uh, where you want to make sure your goals are in alignment with their goals, what would mm-hmm. what would be an example of where they might have an idea of what they want to do that isn't going to make a lot of sense to you? Well, I think the main example of that is someone who is looking for someone to fix their problem for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I really emphasize that this process is a self-help process, and I am their guide on that. Um, But they're the ones that are learning how to move easier and more freely so if they want somebody to just do it for them, I'm not the right person for them. Right. So p- part of Alexander teaching is giving people some tools they can use on their own, right? I mean, exactly. The whole, the whole idea is to get them uh, independent of the teacher. Exactly. And, and, and as you say, there are people who um, don't really want to want that that kind of a process they would prefer something where they can just present themselves and and be fixed so to speak yes yeah and i i agree with you that it's really important to have clarity about that at the beginning um and uh could you say a little bit, I know you earlier on said that, okay, people come to you initially, typically, because of pain, mm-hmm. but at some point, um, a lot of riders are going to start to notice that their the, their riding skills improve as well, right? Yes. And they may end up continuing or being more, almost more interested in that ultimately. Could you say a little bit about that, what, how the technique can actually enhance a rider's skills? Sure. Um, one thing that is really significant is if, say, somebody is shows their horse and they might have anxiety about that. Mm-hmm. Um just the principles of the technique will help them deal with that anxiety in any situation, whether it's at a show or during their job, for instance. So um, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing is when you ride a horse, you're really um, cueing the horse from your seat. So, If someone has a lot of tension in their hips, for instance, because they have sciatica and it's worse on one side, when they ride, they're going to be what they call one-sided, and their horse is also going to favor one side as well. 
And so um, I'm working with a lady now who came to me because she had low back pain on her right side and also um, very tight hips. And she was training a, a young horse and she didn't want him to be one-sided, but she saw him going off to the left all the time. And so after a couple of lessons, she came in and she's like, oh, he's going straight. And he's kind of looking at me funny, like, what are you doing? Because he was used to the old way, and now the new way was, you know, kind of interesting to him. Right. Which is kind of funny. Would you say that the horses are extremely sensitive to the state of their riders oh yes for sure because i mean back in the day when i rode i knew nothing of the alexander technique and i had no sense of that but um everything i've heard from from riders who really know what they're doing is that anything they do to change their own patterns of sitting or uh, relating yes. to the horse, the, the horse immediately picks picks up on. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And so, in a sense, I guess riders um, potentially have a, a teacher available in the form of their horse because yes. the horse will indicate to them what they're doing. That, that turning to one side, for example, yeah. someone who was cued into Alexander ideas initially and saw that happening might, and might quickly think, wow, I wonder if I'm doing something to cause that. Right. Exactly. And, um, another aspect of that is horses are very, um, they have to deal with the fight or flight reaction themselves all the time Mm -hmm. because they're, you know, they're very highly attuned to anything out of the ordinary in their circ- in their um, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so because they're vertebrate animals, they also, you know, tense their necks and pull their heads back. And that causes problems for the rider as well, just because the horse can't move well when they're in that state. So as soon as the rider starts to realize that the same things that they want to prevent in their horse are things that can be prevented in themselves, Mm -hmm. a light bulb goes on for the rider. And it's really exciting to see that. Yeah. I mean, a tense, it's it's kind of classic, classic Alexander ideas that a tense neck is going to, is going to really seriously affect your your movement and your posture in a bad way. And the same, and it is, as you say, exactly the same for a horse or really any animal. Yeah. They, that they're, they're, that kind of interference is going to restrict their, their movement, uh, their movement abilities. Is there uh, anything else that you would like to, Ed, before we come to an end, do you have any 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 other thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, I can't think of anything at the moment. I think you've covered 
everything pretty well. Do you, I guess the question I, I, I should have asked you earlier is when you have writers, do you work with them writing? Uh, I do. I mostly work with them in the office, but sometimes I go to their barn. Mm -hmm. And it's usually after they've had several um, lessons on dry land, as I call it. Mm -hmm. um, and I also do clinics with writers as well. Mm -hmm. And Not, how, how, uh, do you, how do you work with um, a writer uh, on, on a horse? Are you standing next to them or... Um, well, I have them get on the horse, and usually I'm up on the mounting block. Okay. Or I'm standing on the ground next to them. Right. So I can get to their legs. Right. Um, and that's really what I work on first is their legs, because it's when they can get the length and release in their legs, they're just, you know, grounded to that saddle. And then I'll get up on the mounting block and work with their, um, with them, with their head and neck and their arms. So they're stationary, and you're giving them a basic, some basic Alexander hands-on work, in pretty much the same way you might if they were sitting in a chair, but they're sitting on a horse, and you're right. You're, and then, and then you. Um, give them verbal cues about taking what they've got from from you and their what they've learned from you into actually riding, right? That's, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. when they come to the office, we also work on the saddle. I have a saddle on a saddle stand, mm -hmm. um, which is really fun. Right. Right. Well, uh, if there if we've covered everything. That, from your point of view, um, this might be a good place to bring our conversation to uh, a close. My guest today has been Emily Clark. She's an Alexander Technique teacher in Portland, Oregon. She works with all sorts of students, but she specializes in working with horseback riders. So if anything that we've talked about uh, intrigues you and you live in the Portland, Oregon area, give her a call. We'll put a link to her website by the interview. And uh, I'll also put a link to a website that will tell you more about the Alexander Technique and will enable you to find a teacher wherever, wherever you are. Emily, thank you so much for this. Thanks, Robert. This has been great.